Pack it up, pack it in, we're about to begin. Tim is here and Jeff be joining in. Hope you like the intro, hope you like the show. Now turn up the volume because we're ready to go. Welcome boys and girls to the White McCann Jump Show. Welcome everyone back to another stunning episode of White Men Can't Jump. The only podcast where the uh, host, co-host finished 1-2 in the greatest uh, NCAA bracket ever comprised. Um, yeah, see, you, we can laugh about it, but but we both know it's true. As, al- as always, this is me, Tim, coming to you from the great tundra of the great white north where it effing snowed yesterday. And from parts unknown, the heart of somewhere. Jeopardy Jeff. Nice to be back, Tim. As always, <laughs> that's what uh, I think. That I think that's going to be a wonderful segue into my the first thing I want to talk about. That my you might have took the words right out of Tiger's mouth. <laughs> well, uh, I think it was uh, nice to be back after two rounds. I don't know after a whole day or the or the weekend, but. Uh, Shot a couple of seventy eights back to back. Didn't make the cut. Makes twenty two straight. Next year he can tie the record. I believe it's held by Gary Player and maybe even Fred Couples. Yeah, he was uh, after after day one he was solid. Day two he was still, you know, don't think after day two I didn't think he was gonna win or anything. But I figured he could, you know he would have a pretty decent showing and then on Saturday it all went to all went downhill, and Sunday wasn't any better. And yet, that being said, uh, okay, for Tagger, when we hear 78, we go, ugh. But there was, what, 56, 60 other guys who didn't even make the cut. So, right, right. you know, so I think uh, if, if you were looking for him to win, it was disappointing. If you were a realist and an actual golf fan, I think you almost have to chalk it up as okay. He managed to go four rounds in four days on one of the most one of the most challenging golf courses anyway. Tough one to walk on. Um, and he, he managed to get through it. I see today he has uh, said he doesn't know about the Open or the uh, or the, what is it, the PGA and the PGA Open. PGA next month, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's on undecided but he has committed to a, the uh, a pro-am at uh st andrews before the open right so right. so he has committed to that so we'll see i mean i i still think i don't think it has anything to do with uh, taggers golfing it's whether that leg can hold up or not and it was clearly starting to bother him by the end of uh, by saturday oh, yeah. for sure and by sunday he was he was hurting well, you know the masters the golf course at Augusta, I mean, TV really doesn't do it justice how beautiful it is, but also how the terrain, you have to walk up and down hills and, and so well, forth. Well, is, is this right? I, I believe I heard somebody say on the telecast or in print that it's approximately an eight-mile walk for, uh, for 18. That's probably... And, I mean, that, and that a lot, of, and that a lot of it is up, a lot of it is up and down. Yeah. So that's just what. By the time you walk greens and go maybe, back, maybe and it was the entire four rounds or something. But I heard eight miles thrown out there. 
That's a lot of walking. Especially know. for a guy just recovered from a bad car crash. And, you know, it would be the same if he doesn't get to play in the PGA. I mean, I Last time they played there at uh, Tulsa, uh, he won. But, you know, that was before the wreck, before the ACL tear. That's been 15 years. Well, I do know, regardless of how you feel about Taggart, um, one thing that it was good for uh, was the good old ratings. Oh, yeah. And the uh, put it into perspective, the... Um, the uh, final NCAA game drew 17 million, which was almost double the North Carolina Duke game. By the way, so the championship was 17 mil, and the uh, and the, the Duke North Carolina game was nine. Really, now, I thought it would have been more. Now it it wasn't on all the channels either. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The North okay. Carolina Kansas game, they're given that 17 million is TBS. TNT and the uh, True on NCAA. True TV, yeah. yeah. So, but the Masters uh, Sunday was ten million, which is, uh, I believe, up significantly from uh, last year. Well, when he was, I mean, he won it in nineteen, and he played in twenty, which he was kind of in the hunt until the last day in twenty. Uh, well, no, you know, to be honest, no one rules. He was. He could have got a top five or top ten finish, but uh, he kind of he had a bad twelve hole like somebody else did Sunday. We'll, we'll get to that in a little it bit. Is, but. Uh, yeah, because uh, where where did that go here? Um, Saturday, uh, Friday or Thursday? Sorry, Thursday was uh, twenty two point eight million. Uh, Friday three point eight. Saturday seven point four. Sunday ten point one. Uh, last year. It was 2.2, 2.6, 5.1, and 9.4. So yeah. not up significantly, but up. Yeah. And I would imagine that that Sunday number or the Saturday number probably goes up a lot if Tagger gets close. Because really, let's, to get into the tournament itself, um, it really wasn't in much doubt, really, was it? I didn't. I mean, after the second round, I felt like, well, this is Scheffler's to lose. Um, after he's up five strokes and playing as solid as he had been, and he's won three tournaments leading up to, including the uh, 64-man match play, which is the golf version of the NCAA tournament. But um, so he's just been on fire. Because uh, he was ahead by what after day two? After day two, he was minus eight. And I think the next few were like minus three. Okay, so and because nobody really, um, uh, what's his name, uh, the Aussie? Oh, Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith never really got that close, and then he um, self and then he self destructed on Sunday. Well, on Sunday he he got to seven under after birdie and eleven the start of a mid corner, and he got to within three strokes. Well, we know what happened on the next hole on twelve. Mm-hmm. He, he chunked it and put it in the water. And and then uh, McElroy got close, but he didn't get close until the last two or three holes. So yeah. it was more, um, it wasn't that he was going to catch him, it was going to take the other guy to, Scheffler was going to have to make some mistakes for McElroy to win, and that didn't happen. So 
yeah, kudos to McElroy and Morikawa, though. I mean, they they kind of got the crowd in it, and they started feeding off each other. And of course, those, those bunker shots on 18, both of them went back-to-back for birdies. That was unreal. <laughs> but, uh, that was quick to television, and Nick Faldo blew it. Oh, yeah, something, yeah, he did. Yeah, something, something real good just happened. Oh, Jesus, and, yeah. Nick. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, you could contain your load, Nick. <laughs> well, it was just the fact that everybody, you know, as soon as you, as soon as they went over to that hole, you knew what was going to happen. Well, right, I think they were all on 13, Smith and... And Scheffler was on thirteen, and they and then he 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 yelled that out, and uh, like you knew you knew it was going to go in after, like you said, yeah, after that. Yeah, kind of took, kind of made it a tad bit anticlimactic, but um, that was Rory's best round, I guess. Ever. Yeah, that's what they uh, said. It was his best round ever, and he was looking forward to uh, coming back. He said, "So we'll, I mean, that's a year away, but we'll see." Um, his problem, Ben Tim, is like. The last few years, even when Johnson set the record on in 2020 in, in the November Masters, uh, he shot a 75, and I think this year he might have opened up like 73, 73. I mean, he's just got a uh, McElroy's just got off to a bad start. He just, I don't know if he's, you know, he's just a weekend warrior or what. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. A, he's gonna have to figure out that Thursday when he gets there. And, Maybe if he shoots a set 61 or 70, he'll have a chance. Yeah, because it wouldn't have taken much. You know, he, he even if he'd have thrown up two par rounds, he'd have been, what, one shot off? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, uh, that would have been. Yeah, I mean, anyway, I mean, it was, uh, boy, we're really getting some interference here. Okay. All right, small technical adjustment there. And anyway, where, what were we? Uh, where were we at there, Joe? We were kind of blasting Faldo. Uh, oh right, yeah, for shooting his big trap off. Yeah, no, that was that was not done well, and I'm not sure. I guess once he said it, they couldn't really, you know, yeah, <laughs> can't really take a mulligan on it. So I guess it was what it was. But something unbelievable just happened. I believe that's what he said. And the shot—it was unbelievable. It had to—he had to play it off the. Off oh the yeah, no, he, he wasn't wrong, and and uh, the the second shot was not quite as spectacular as the first one, but it wasn't horrible by any stretch either. The Marcawa's shot. So, but all in all, I thought the Masters was maybe didn't quite live up to the hype. Because well, you don't they, have a, those guys like when Tiger won, he. Had Kepka and Johnson to beat, and uh, a couple of those guys hit it in the water on the same hole. Smith hit his on the twelfth hole, that dreaded twelfth hole. Well, a couple of guys, swirling. a couple of the biggies didn't even get into the. A couple of them were gone, didn't make the cut even. So, right there was a there was a little bit of a. It wasn't quite as uh, uh, climactic as it could have been, and then of course everybody kept hoping that Tagger was somehow gonna. Well, you know, he said he didn't have a, a problem. He, he said his biggest problem was reading the greens. Uh, hitting the ball wasn't like bad or whatever, but he just maybe he has to. Maybe he has to bring his son with him. Yeah, yeah, he's, I believe he's going to be a pretty good player. No, he, I mean he won't be a bad one. He's already better than. <laughs> 
than most a lot of amateur players anyway at his age. So it's hard to it's whether he likes it or not, I guess, will probably be the like I mean he obviously likes golf, but whether he wants to do it for a living is another thing. Um but all in all I give that the Masters was was pretty solid um entertainment. And uh, I look forward to, I guess today already there was uh, a couple of the uh, bigger names from the Masters were horrible today. I yeah, see. Smith, uh, he didn't shoot too well. I think DJ was one over. Uh, you know, that that course there, you have to stay out of the trees. It's at Hilton Head in South Carolina. And um, usually it's a, usually it's a, that it's a challenging term just because you have to keep it in the fairways. I mean, you need to at any course, but particularly here because uh, all the trees and things, and uh, just it's hard to. And then you have to have pinpoint placement because the greens are kind of small. But. Yeah, because what did he? He was a uh, two over tied for a hundred and fourth after the first round, Mr. Smith. So he didn't. Yeah. He didn't have a. I mean, I guess you know, a two over and a round of golf is nothing to that isn't that bad, but because uh, there wasn't the leaders a, eight under. Yeah, but after that, I mean, there's an eight and a six and a couple of fives, and then we're down to you know most of the guys were in the you know uh, one to four range, so two shots, you know, being six shots back with three rounds of golf left is not. Yeah, he just you he know, needs that, to get it together tomorrow. Yeah, if he if he has another bad day tomorrow, then he's well, he ain't gonna make the cut probably. So, yeah. so it won't matter. But uh, course, Johnson plays because I think he plays this term because it's his home. Like his state, he, he's from like the Myrtle Beach area, so uh, Hilton Head's a couple hours from you know from. Yeah, I suppose it's probably nice to not have to travel really to play. And to be in your kind of your home base is probably a nice change. I don't know where yeah, he lives, but if that's the it. fans, people there, he had yeah. a, lot, a good following there. He just he missed a lot of you know little uh, knee bender putts, and I think when he gets that straightened out, he'll be okay. But he, he's been missing like a lot of five to eight footers. I mean, you know, it's a spectacular tournament when there's two Canadians in the top five. Connors and. Uh, who else? Adam Svensson is in thir- tied for third, and I don't even know who he is. <laughs> have I have no idea. I mean, Corey Justin Thomas was in this as well. I mean, Corey Connors and uh, who's the other? The other guy that usually does fairly well. Um, I didn't see his name in here anywhere. Oh, why not? Mc- Mackenzie Hughes, maybe. Yeah, yeah. He may. He may yeah. not. Be. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. He was two over. So he didn't have a good day either. So, but uh, yeah. So uh, Masters, uh, thumbs up from me. What's what say you, Jeff? Before we wrap up the golf. Oh, just you know, it's I, I couldn't understand why some of the guys on TV, whenever Scheffler was ahead, they said, "What a surprise this is!" Well, how the hell is it a surprise? He's number one player in the world. He beat John Rahm in the Ryder Cup there back in September, match play. Uh, he's won makes his fourth tournament. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't understanding why they were, maybe well, they felt like, the, I mean, it is the Masters and it's a, a major, maybe they felt like he might not play that good under that type of pressure because a lot of guys can't, but he did. Well, the press always, I mean, and I'm no knock on Tagger, but the, the, those, they really wanted him to, they want him to do well, the PGA wants him to do well. 
because it's ratings and all that stuff. And uh, let's be honest, Scheffler's a kind of a he's a new guy on the block, young guy, so maybe they aren't quite behind him yet. Well, hopefully the this continues because it's nice to have you know uh, American and he, you know he talked about you know uh, his religious views and stuff like they talking about you know how God gets the glory and all that after uh, which mm-hmm. yeah I don't uh, you know that I thought that was good but uh, uh, he got a right to do it certainly any yeah. more than the other guys who don't have a right to not to I suppose so. It's just good. Yeah. I, it's always good when there's somebody who, like, when it's not, um, okay, there's 72 golfers in this thing, but we really know it's probably going to be one of these three guys. Yeah. that yeah. That's not exciting, or at least it isn't for me. So, so well, now we're going to uh, surprise the hell out of everyone by uh, switching to uh, baseball. Hmm. Uh, well. Couple of couple of things. Where, where which direction would you like to go? Uh, let's head out uh, to uh, L.A. You want to head out to the sunny climbs of Chavez Ravine? I believe is where Dodger Stadium is. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, a, I'm kind of fed up with L.A. this year. You know, all the talk about why the Lakers didn't make the playoffs. They're still they're still the number one story. You know, and. Uh, well, that's because it's lot. It's because it's California, and there's lots of people there. But, uh, may, but but Major League Baseball saw something that I, I'm gonna guess. I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure that I don't think this has ever happened before. Where a a guy has got a not even a no hitter, a perfect game through seven. On eighty pitches. And he does not come out for the eighth. So they're playing the Twins in Minnesota, correct? I believe that is that is so. Well, let's talk about Kershaw a little bit. Probably the last decade, probably the most, I mean, definitely during the regular season, the most dominant. I think he's won three or four Cy Young Awards. Uh some people think he might be past his prime a little bit, but at certain times he still, like yesterday, was the best player on the field. Um, uh, as a fan, you got to feel cheated. Uh, nothing can, no excuse about it being a shortened spring training or uh, he had elbow problems last year, which he wasn't able to play much in the playoffs. I don't think he played much of the World Series. It was his first start. Uh, they're talking like they wanted to build his arm strength and all that for the whole season. And uh, last week he threw a simulated game of 75 pitches. Uh, they're, ba- they're they're saying that their rotation depth's not that good, which you know they're setting all these things. But yet, what is what is baseball or even the sports in general came to when you got a perfect game going through seven innings. I mean, what the average, he might have finished with 100 pitches, you know what I'm saying? And who's to say you can't rest him another day or two before you start send him out there? I mean, it just tells me the, uh, not the Lakers, the Dodgers are all in to try to win the World Series. Maybe they're, they're upset that they've 
been won eight straight division titles. Not last year, they lost, and uh, they, the only championship they've had to show for it is the uh, shortened season during COVID. So, I, I just feel even. I mean, I don't like the Dodgers. I respect Kershaw. I was always neutral on him either way. One, one I, I respected his way he was able to pitch and carry himself. He didn't have a lot of postseason success for a long time, but um, as a fan, you got to feel cheated. And it's for him. I mean, at this point in time, it's like him for love of the game. Kevin Costner, he was at the end of his road. I mean, older than 34 in the movie. But, I mean, legacy building here. I mean, hey, I pitched only, there's only been 23 perfect games all time, and I had a chance to be number 24. It hadn't been done in 10 years. Uh, I just, I feel, I give a, you know, we gave the Masters a thumbs up. I give Dave Roberts and the Dodgers a thumbs down taking him out of the well, game. He, he says he has no problem with what happened, but he did say today, uh, if I was a fan, I would want to see somebody finish that game. So from a fan's perspective, I feel bad. I wish I could have done it, but yesterday was not the day. Um, so he, he has no issues with it, but I don't know yeah. what else he's going to say you well, know. he may not want to throw his team. Or right. Throw his team yeah, or his, yeah. Or I mean, I understand all of that. Uh, and, he, and 10 years from now, when he's not pitching anymore, he might say to himself, damn, yeah, damn I, I wish I, I would have. was the one thing I never did, and I had a chance to do it. Yeah, he, he has, I believe he has pitched a no-hitter, but this is different. You know, this is a lot more rare. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah uh, Tim, this is the third time the guy's had a no-hitter. This was a perfect game this year through six innings, and they've been pulled. Well, it's become the thing. I mean, we're not, what, maybe 25 years removed from when a relief pitcher was, you know, a starting pitcher stayed in unless he was getting absolutely clobbered. Shelled, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, he pitched at least six or seven anyway. And more often than not, you would maybe had somebody come in in the ninth to clean up. But other than that... And now it's become, you know, if a starter gives you five. Oh, yeah. You know, that's. Your middle relievers get paid now. Yeah, that's good enough. And uh, I don't like it because to me, baseball has a problem in that area. And to me, this is just piling on. Like, I get it from the manager's. I mean, I see his point. Okay, they're they're looking long term, um, and let's be honest. You know, again, uh, sports is much more of a business than it is the sport anymore. Uh, you know, they got a hundred and whatever million dollar investment in his arm, and so they're going to look after it. And I get all that, but what is better in sports than like I'm, I'm trying to come up with equivalents. You know, that's like okay, uh, player, whichever player it is. You know, Steph Curry is one three pointer away from uh, setting the record for most three pointers in the game, but we're going to set him for the last ten minutes. Yeah, like you probably never seen that. Um, it's a st- we're in game four of the Stanley Cup final, and the goalie's got a shutout going into the third period, but we're going to put in our other guy. For the right. third, for the third, like okay, you never, 
You know, usually when guys are, I mean, okay, no, I, I, it, it, he probably stays out there if there's never been a perfect game. Then they maybe let him chase it, but it has, I mean, like you said, it hasn't been done in 10 years, and it doesn't happen very often. I just don't think that they care about that kind of stuff the way the way they used to. I, I agree with that. I don't think they do either. And uh, it's a shame that it's got to that. We've we've got to that point. But um, I, I feel I, like I said right now he seems to be okay with it. But I feel bad for him, and I feel bad for him that he feels okay with it. Well, he might. Uh, I mean, we're, you're probably right. He's probably just being politically correct. He isn't going to yeah. say anything that gives anybody any ammo against his character or any of that sort of stuff but again this is but this is where now granted i'm in my mid-50s so i'm a little older and i remember when things were a lot different in baseball in 1974 uh nolan ryan threw 235 pitches in a 13-inning game and one four to three. Wow. All right. That's crazy enough. Three days later, he had another start and went out and started that game and won it. Back when you had to, I believe, what, do seven to get a win. Not like now where... I think you, got, you just have to do five. I yeah, I believe it's five. Now, and... Okay, people are guess well different times and all that, but okay, which we're, we're talking about Nolan what's, Ryan. We're talking about Nolan yeah, Ryan. Yeah, what's different about it? Okay, well, people will see, you know the way that they pitch. Yeah, some of the hooks. It's a little play. harder on the arm, yeah. but I mean Nolan Ryan wasn't throwing any water balloons up to the plate, <laughs> and certainly not in 1974. I imagine it was heat and nothing. But I mean, did Nolan Ryan even have another pitch? Uh, he may have had a slider. Maybe, but yeah, mostly, but mostly it was heat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's okay. Gas. So he's so he's throwing hard. So it's just is Nolan Ryan just a freak of nature that he can throw two hundred and thirty five pitches and pitch three days? Well, a lot of people feel uh, think that he was. Well, he might have been to some extent, but I'm just yeah. saying. I mean, okay, we're not even talking like you know one hundred and twenty pitches. We're talking two hundred and thirty five. Gosh. I mean, I just, I mean, as somebody else, I think it was Buck Martinez, said that, you know, it wasn't that long ago when a pitcher's mentality was, I'm going out there to pitch and you are going to have to drag me off the mound. Like, I want to I be out there and I want to finish the game. That's my goal when I come out here. And that has changed. Now it's, well... I'd like to do as good as I can, but if I'm not doing really good, I I don't want to be out here when I when I'm not got my best stuff. You know, guys like uh, uh, you know Jack Morris was one, and uh, uh, Greg Maddox was another one. Where sometimes when they didn't have, or Steve Carlton is another one, where maybe when they didn't have their ball wasn't moving quite as much and stuff. They'd still try to. They would finesse their way out of things and still, you know, pitch eight innings and get the W. And yep. you just don't really see that much anymore. Mind you, 
managers don't allow pitchers to do it either. Right. I don't understand. Hey, if he goes out there, if he walks somebody or gives up a hit or gets somebody fouls off 13 pitches, yeah, yank him. But, you know, at least give him a shot at this. I mean, what the guy, I mean, Minnesota, from what uh, I saw, they were hacking at the at his pitches. So who's to say he couldn't have had a 15 he could have, pitch he could have had two a, inning? Heck, he could have had a four or five pitch inning easily. Yeah. yeah. I just, I didn't like how it was done. It just, Either. to me, it just really says something about the state of where some sports are at, where, you know, you, you know I would equate it in a way with load management in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And uh, guys used to, you know, well, you know, uh, well, he's not in the lineup tonight. Why? Ah, his finger's a tiny bit sore. And there was a time not that long ago when nobody would have even known you had a sore or anything. You just went out there and played if you could. Uh, but again, I think that is tied into the fact that sports has become very, very big business. And uh, players are also aware, you know, like I'm, I'm not going to go out there and try to get a perfect game if I can. I'd rather keep my arm intact. Not saying that's the case with Kershaw, but, you know, uh, the to be honest, uh, what's his name from the Clippers? Kawhi Leonard. Leonard. You know, that was about, that's all about extending the career and trying to get another contract. Same with LeBron. And I don't blame the guys for doing it, but, you know, there was a time when, there's a lot of guys playing sports today that don't love the sport. They like the sport and they love the money, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I mean, he, he just signed a three-year deal, didn't I believe he did? A I, be, I believe so. And that's guaranteed. I mean, regardless if he gets hurt or not, it's not like NFL. They, uh, I mean, if he's on a DL all year, he gets paid. I mean, again, I, like, I understand from a business point, you know, all right, we, we invested our money in this guy and we want to maximize our investment. But don't you almost, like in my mind, and maybe, maybe people are different now, maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong, but in my head it's like, okay, he, he, do you want the press that you got because you didn't let him go back out there, or would you like the press that you would have got if he would have got that perfect game? Yeah. Now, maybe that doesn't carry the cachet that it used to, where you know, I mean, what's the what's the greatest moment in World Series history? I, I mean, greatest, well, the perfect well, uh, Don Larson, right? Don Larson, Yogi Bear, yeah, yeah. If you're old, if you're old enough to remember it, of course. Yeah. But I mean, that to me is much more. That's way more exciting in a baseball terms than uh, a Joe Carter's walk off homer for the Blue Jays when I'm a Canadian. I'm like, okay, that was really super cool, but it would have been way cooler if, I don't know, Jack Morris throws a no-hitter or a perfect game in the World Series. That would have been better Yeah, in my mind. I don't know. It, it, I think it really just has a sad state of affairs that that uh, somebody can, that they can do that and there's actually a reason for doing it. Because it would, like you say, there would have, there, it's not very long ago 
where you would have had to have, you know, chained that guy to the dugout to keep him from getting back out there. Yeah, it's unreal where where we've got to where we uh, we're worried about you know this, and I, I get it. Hey, your your his elbow was shot last year, and uh, but at the same time, man, it's very rare. It's only happened twenty three times in over a hundred years. Uh, one of the best pitchers of. of Probably of this century, one of the. I mean, if you look at wins for this century, I'm sure he's up there, and maybe at the top. Can't uh, be far from it. It yeah, isn't. Uh, uh, probably more Cy Youngs than anybody this century. Okay, uh, well, here. Maybe Randy, maybe Randy Johnson. Maybe. But in the last decade, uh, which Randy was spanned over two decades, but I'm just saying, I mean, definitely one of the top pitchers uh, of this century in the last. 10, yeah, here's, 15 years. Here's an angle that just occurred to me. Now, I won't say this is what's going on, but this is what popped into my head. So it's what we're, I don't know, seven, eight games into the season. Your manager goes out there and yanks a guy who's got a perfect game going. No pitcher on that roster can say a word when they get yanked going forward. Nobody. They can't. They can't point a finger at the manager and say you shouldn't have taken me out this guy don't like me you know all the things you hear because if you can yank out a guy <laughs> going for a perfect game you, oh, yeah. yeah I mean it sort of sort of gives the, the manager a lot of room with his pitchers and the, even, yeah. if he, even if he is doing it for reasons he shouldn't be doing it for they really can't say it Okay, he well, you know, you were you gave up two runs and we're looking a little shaky. Well, why he's well within his rights to pull you out after all. He took out this guy. We had a perfect game going. Yeah, it's, I think he may have set an, an unfortunate precedent. Well, good and bad. Yeah. Now, I don't know a lot about the Dodgers staff. From what I know, they've got a really good one. So I don't I don't know I mean I have to. Uh, nobody said, and I haven't read, except that Kershaw says he's fine with it. They had to have talked about it, right? Right. So I guess what I'm getting at is is my my being offended. As long as they talked about it and they were both okay with what went on. I guess maybe it's okay for me to to be offended, but whatever. You know, from a fan point of view, okay, I don't like it. But if they were both on board and he didn't, you know, he didn't undercut the guy. Or or for all I know, Kershaw might have went to him and said, hey, look, you take me out. I mean, we don't really know. Well, I wonder if he knew the whole time he had it. I mean... Or, you know, if he had a Bill, like we talked about earlier, if he had the, like the movie, if he had a Billy Chapel moment, hey, hey, I got a perfect game going there. Well, from what, I under, from what I understand, it, he would hardly be the first guy to not know. Yeah, right. Which seems ridiculous in one way, but apparently it's quite common that they just, you know, you get in a groove and you just really don't, you're just not aware of it. Although I don't know how you can't not know nobody's got to first base. 
<laughs> that always seemed a little weird to me, but yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was another. I won't say it was a nail in the coffin of baseball. I don't think it's that bad, but part of me does go this. This is not. I don't think it's what you would. What it's not a good look for me. Well, it's like those uh, a few years ago when the people bought tickets to watch LeBron, and he said he wasn't going to play in the last few regular season games. He was, and they were doing that load management stuff. I mean, in advance, you know. Uh, remember then, then the NBA said they were going to start suspending, but they had to have like a yeah, you got to yeah, there was ways around it or whatever. Yeah, but, but you had to at least you had to kind of chart it out ahead of time. A little bit, okay. He's he's going to play these two games, and on Friday he's not playing. Instead of the like when you got to the arena, and then you found out that the guy you came to see wasn't going to wasn't going to dress. But but there's still ways around it. You're right, but but I think that's yeah. Otherwise, uh, the only other thing I can say about baseball is that uh, I saw the Yankees get blasted again last night, and I'm all for and I'm all for that. So, well, by your Blue Jays, uh, Vladdy yeah. Guerrero Jr. hit three bombs to be uh, uh, to still not hold the record. Only one uh, Toronto Blue Jays ever hit four home runs in a game. Any ideas? Uh... And and a well-known player, not not somebody that. You know, not a one-off. Hmm. Trying to think, cause no, that's that's a good question. Uh, I wouldn't have known. I happened to hear it on the broadcast, or I would. Was this known. back in the eighties or nineties? Uh, I would nineties, I believe. Not eighties. After after the World Series stuff, so late not later nineties, maybe even might have even been early two thousands, possibly. Uh, if Jose Batista might have done it, or no. uh, close before him, I think. If I have oh. my timeline correct. Oh, was it, was it Delgado? There you go, Carlos. It was him. Okay, I, I had to think a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he had some good years there. Yeah, he hit four. So, uh, and other than that, I don't really know a lot about what's going on in baseball, as I don't really follow it. So, to I mean, I'll I'll look at the scores and stuff, but. Like I said, I guess they're what six or seven games into a hundred and sixty-two, so <laughs> not really. Doesn't really matter what's happening at this point. None of it's going to going to matter. Well, something uh, I'll talk about real quick is the the art of the stolen base. Uh, I saw where MLB is promoting stolen bases in the minors, and they're tweaking with things like. They might make the uh, bases bigger. They might move the second second base in a little bit more, and they're going to put restrictions on pickoffs. And uh, the first few weeks of the Major League Baseball season, there's like there's only been 82 attempted stolen bases with uh, 55 successful. But uh, there's only on the average, there's only been like a .55 stolen bases a game. So. Okay, well, do you think that all that all started its decline when the love of the long ball became... Oh, yeah, you got so many home run hitters now that can hit. I mean, because the last... I mean, I, I again, admittedly, don't follow baseball really close. But, I mean, the last guy I can think of that was really much of a stealing, you know, was Ricky Henderson. Oh, yeah. And yeah. after that, I mean, has there been anybody that, you know... Mm. Uh, 
I mean, I, I imagine there was somebody leading the league in steals, but I'll bet you the number was nowhere. It was, it was uh, nowhere near his. Yeah. Uh, Carl Crawford and Jimmy Rollins, a few guys like that, they did have some good years stol- uh, stolen bases. Let's but, see. Let's look that up once. Um, but his, his record, will, I, that'll never be broken. Um, and, and not unless they cha- they'll have to change something about the game. Yeah. For that one to go. But, yeah. I mean, that used to be there was a guy on every team. Usually the, well, lead off, usually the leadoff guy, you know, slap hitter or, or, or try to get a walk just to get on yeah. base because he could almost, you know, what, 30% chance that he was going to be on second before the next guy well, Dave Roberts for the Dodgers. That's I mean, that's what he did. Maybe. True, he was stolen base guy. He got a big stolen base against um, the Yankees in Game Four of the year they reversed the curse, so uh, tied the game up. In, but in I mean, again, game. too, you don't. I mean, again, admittedly, don't watch a lot of baseball. But I even in the game last night, uh, the Blue Jays announcers even said it was nice to see the score was, I believe, five to three for Toronto. And they sacrificed to get a guy to second so they they could get another run. Right. And like I said, you do, you know you don't see that that often anymore. Yeah, you don't see a lot of small ball anymore. You know, bunting to get base runners over right. and or sack flies and well, okay, I pulled up stolen base leaders. Mm-hmm. Okay, just last year. Uh, the National League, 32, and the American League guy had 40. Who? Uh, that was Trey Turner, Trey Turner with 32 and Whit Merrifield. Okay, I would I, I would have got Turner, not Merrifield though. Okay, but but it, but going back to uh, all right, so go let's go back 10 years to 2012. It's not a lot better. Uh, Everett Cabrera had 44, and Mike, Mike Trout had 49 and led the league in steals. But then if you go back 10 more years to 2002, about the same, actually. Louis Castile, 48. Uh, Alfonso Soriano, 41. Uh, you've got to go back uh, to, like, you know, the early 90s. You know, Marquise Grissom stole 78, Kenny Lofton, 66, and then you get into the Henderson years, and Vince Coleman, who stole 100 a couple of, uh, three years in a row. Um, Played for the Cardinals. Yeah, 110, 107, 109 from 85 to 87. But you think, I mean, you got a guy who can steal a, that is like having 107 doubles. Yeah, it's like getting a double. You know, and if nothing else, you know, with the hit and run, and which they don't do a lot of anymore either, because guy, like I say, there's too many guys. Like that, I mean, I realize again, the home run has become like the three pointer in NBA. It's the sexy, cool thing, and it's fun to watch as a fan. I I don't dispute that, but are we playing the games to win them, or are we playing them for stats? Because I I don't know about you, I'd much rather my team put up W's. Well, I think they're saying there's the percentages are better, I guess, in some cases that they don't and let the guys hit. Uh, I don't 
And with the batting averages down, I don't see that. I mean, batting average was like two forty four. I mean, not uh, a lot of home, right not a lot of big home run hitters hit for average though. There's the right. odd one that does, but most of them don't. It's either home run or feast or famine for most of them. Yeah, I, I like the stolen base. You know how well it has its but, place. I mean, th- th- surely there's got to be some guys who are fast, have good gloves that could play in the field, and you could utilize them stealing bases. You know, not every guy's a home run hitter, and shouldn't be either. Because boy, I mean, like you said, I mean, you could get if 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 it's a home run one every ten or fifteen at bats. I'll take a couple of singles and some stolen bases in there as opposed to just long ball. I don't know. Again, that's the, but that's the way where the game went. And like I said, maybe if Major League Baseball is doing something, maybe they can push it back the other way a bit. It's a little more action. Yeah, apparently if they're trying to do tweak with things in the minors, apparently to me it makes apparent to me they don't want it really for it to go away or um, they're trying to make it. Well, it's something. It, it is something happening too. You know, if a guy is on first base and takes a lead, and the pitcher throws over, okay, that can get monotonous at times too. But I mean, I I don't know about you, but I like the uh, hit and run ball through the gap, runners trying to go to third kind of thing. Then there's always a chance of a. The ball getting away or an overthrow, and maybe the other guy gets to second. Maybe the guy who gets to third goes home. Like, it brings some action onto the field. Whereas a home run, okay, it's kind of cool. But it really doesn't involve anybody but the guy who hit it. And when it's over, I mean, it's very, it's a, it's a fleeting moment. You know, to an hour and 55 minute broadcast. Just my take. Yeah, yeah, I, I miss the stolen base. You know, like I said, it made things more exciting, interesting, and I just like the guys, you know, see if they could get away. You know, it, it was fast. So, well, it's uh, maybe part of that too because catchers aren't very good anymore either. It's possible. Uh, like um, in the sense that there was a time when a bat catcher. If he could hit, that was a bonus. It was more about what they did behind the plate and, you know, keeping runners close and all that kind of stuff, which you don't see as much of now. You know, everybody needs... There was a time when not everybody needed to hit. You know, seven, eight, nine guy, if you got some hits out of them, that was great, but you really weren't counting on it. And now it seems like everybody wants to hit home runs. You know, another thing... Is like Trout last year. Mike Trout, he got hurt by stolen a base, hurt his finger, and he was out two months. So I guess the risk of guys getting injured would be. Well, I would argue you can hurt yourself pretty good trying to hit a long ball if you miss it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you know, hacking away up there like a wild man is maybe not the best thing to be doing either. I don't know. I mean, again, I think baseball needs more action. And I think the stolen base adds a bit more of that. Especially if you get some catchers who've got shotgun arms. Which I don't know. I don't follow baseball closely enough to know if there's any of those guys around. 
But there used to be, who was the guy who used to, um, he used to almost, when he caught, he, he always had a really all kinds of different stances behind the plate when he was catching. Um, Ivan Rodriguez, he was a He was one of them, but I think he's even pre that guy. And he would he could he would throw he could throw to first like and like sometimes he would even sit down behind the plate, throw yeah, his uh, throw his legs out and he could throw to first without even getting up. I don't know if yeah. they got many guys like that anymore, but again the game has evolved. But I think uh, I think I got to agree with you. Yeah. I think the stolen base could could become more. It doesn't have to be you know again not all stolen bases obviously, but I think if you've got a guy who can can take one, I think they should. And I don't know right now. I'm not sure that that's what happens. I mean, it used to be like if nobody was covering the bag at second, it didn't matter who was on first. Yeah. You took second. And although, and to get into that rule change thing, I think that was also a part of the changes they were going to make is that you can't do, there would be a limit to how much of a shift you could put on. For like you know, for pure pole hitters that you couldn't put, you had to guy guys had to be relatively in their position. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, but again, I don't watch yeah. I don't watch enough baseball to know if that's become a problem. Which I'm going to guess if they might change that. I mean, who knows? Yeah, if they're addressing it, out. if they're addressing it, it must mean that there's been too many occurrences of where you know. This, I always feel like if they put the shift on you, you should. I mean, no one wants to see this, but I would butt down the third well, base. Well, hell, line. yeah. I mean, you can tap one, and you're going to get the first. Yeah. I think they're talking more about when like they'll they'll put the two infielder, you know, like the second baseman or the shortstop is out in the field, and there's like literally nobody at a position, like that. You got four outfielders, and everybody's on the right or the left side of the diamond. Except yeah. the first baseman. I don't know. I just saw that that was part of it. I, I thought that was kind of interesting that they were looking at it. So, but good on. I mean, at least for, I mean, baseball, they got all kinds of room for improvement. So, if they're at least looking at things, that's probably a pretty good thing, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, so that we've killed ba- baseball. Uh, we have got to mention. For our dearly departed Nathan, who I will add, I wish he was here. Throw that in there. Kind of a given, but I'll throw it in there anyway. Um, the Minnesota Timberwolves have won their play-in game and are headed to the playoffs. Now, are they playing the uh, Timberwolves first? Timber, the Timber, oh, sorry, uh, Grizzlies. They are playing Memphis on that starts on Saturday. Uh, I think that could be an interesting series. Well, I mean, I have to admit, I think everybody was quite surprised that they beat the Clippers. And Towns didn't play great through three or three quarters. I mean, we got what? To get into the NBA, we'll get to Minnesota in a second. Kind of jumped the gun. Uh, tomorrow is uh, the Hawks and the Cavs and the uh, Pelicans and the Clippers. The winners get in, the losers go home. Um, I'm going to have to say that I, I, I think New Orleans looks look good in their other game. 
I, I don't know how I don't know enough about these four teams to know who should win those. Hawks yeah. Hawks are on a bit of a run from what I understand. They are. So I, if I had to pick, I'll take Atlanta and, and uh, New Orleans, even though those are both road teams also. Yeah, I believe the Hawks are actually favored to win the game by, by a couple of points. Let's um, see if I can find the uh, what the... Uh, I got Atlanta at minus two. And the Clippers at minus four. So, not a big, not big favorites in either direction. But again, I guess I say I I can't say that I know enough to be predicting. Um, and then starting on Saturday, we've got Utah at the Mavs, the aforementioned Timberwolves in Memphis. The Raptors and the 76ers, which I think that will be a good series. Not a lot of love there. Uh, Denver at Golden State. Now, one of the ones I thought was interesting, the Brooklyn Nets are going to have to play the Celtics. That should be a good series. That seems to me like if there was something I might want to watch that I wouldn't normally watch, it might be that. Um, and I'm not a big fan of the Brooklyn Nets, so because I think Kyrie is a complete <laughs> total whack job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, mind you, now that's that's not why I don't like the Nets. But anything from New York, I just you know, meh, including the Giants and the Jets, <laughs> and the Mets and the Yankees, and the Rangers and the Islanders. <laughs> And the New York Galaxy. Any other sports? That's soccer, by the way. The Cosmos. If they're still around, I don't even know. Used to be the soccer team. Anyone else? The Knicks. Oh, oh, yeah. The Knicks goes without saying. That's just a that's just a hundred percent given. Maybe we should have should have meant should we mention the uh, stunning? Uh, boy, that was a really quick. Basketball segment, eh? Just, just buried that as fast as humanly possible. Nathan would not be happy. No. <laughs> well, actually, he would be because he just would have. Well, talk. we he, mentioned the T Wolves. He he just would have kept talking, and and then he would have done his inevitable. Uh, well, what do you think, Jeff? And then you had to, <laughs> and then you had to do like I used to do and go, "What the hell was he talking about?" Oh shit! What team? What team? Well, well, uh, you know. uh, Well, the the Lakers are out. (laughs) Damn that, LeBron! (laughs) We're gone. We're gone, James. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. Sorry, Nate. We we dropped the ball there on NBA. But um, what what was I saying? Oh, um, because we always like to have a West Virginia flavor because of Nathan. The stunning ladies high school softball game that I witnessed the other day in its entirety I went I actually went back and watched the whole thing mind you I did watch it on uh, double speed because it was a 18 inning extravaganza uh, one to nothing final uh, I believe the to- uh, the uh, Shady Springs pitcher which I which I cannot remember her name Paige something. Sorry, Paige, if you're listening, and I know you are, um, 
37 strikeouts, I believe, was the final total. And I believe the other picture was was somewhere in the high 20s. Hmm. Now, I, of course, having not watched much ladies' uh, high school softball, I had to ask this question, and I, and I wonder if there's if there would be somebody that we could actually ask that would know the answer. Is that just because the two girls who were pitching were just are both really good pitchers or is it a, a some kind of uh, that they, that they, that the hitting is was not particularly good on either of those teams that's a possibility uh, as well what's I mean yeah, yeah I don't really know for sure but I do know this Dave Roberts sure wasn't their coach <laughs> oh yeah that girl's coming out after seven <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't even get anywhere near like double digit innings. I also wondered too, and again, I don't know who to ask about these things. Um, I I was very curious as to what the wear and tear on the arm after, for doing that. Yeah, I mean, for like, girls are it's underhanded. I I believe they may have a rule where they can't, especially when they get in the playoffs, where they can't pitch so many innings in one day, or if they got a doubleheader. I think they I mean it is like fourteen. Uh, I think they can only go like 14 inches. I got to look that. I got to figure out. I got to dig through the internet and find out the answer to that question. If there is any kind of a limitation on, or on how much, like, okay, can she start the next game? Like maybe she can't pitch for a week or maybe there's something like that. I don't really know. But I really, yeah. I really do want to know, though, like wear and tear wise. Like I realize it's a different motion than overhand, but you're still – bringing that arm around and I mean I don't know how many pitches she threw but 37 strikeouts is what was 111 right there and she had to have faced at least if there was an 18 inning game she faced 54 batters at least so that's another 20 batters she went at so, I mean, I don't know how many pitches that might have been, but even, let's say, four or five pitches a batter, that's another 100. I mean, we're, we're above 200. Now, again, that might be a really stupid question. There might be people going, well, you know, it's just not that hard on the arm to pitch that way. I don't know. But that se- it, it seems like a lot. And then, of course, I suppose you got to fire in there that, okay, it's probably a 17-year-old or 18-year-old girl who's – in really good shape, and maybe it just isn't that. Big. Maybe it's not that big a deal. But maybe it, she was transgender. Uh, well, I mean, I guess you can't ever rule that out entirely, can you? Like huh? I, I just can't believe you brought that up. I, I'm disappointed in you, Jeff. No, I was. I mean, I was. I'm disappointed <laughs> in you. I don't know what I. Uh, I can't believe we've sunk to these lows. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. I thought maybe that, that's a that's a possibility. I'm not sure. I'm like you, but yeah. I, I okay. I mean, in in full honesty, don't know what the rules are in West Virginia for transgendered athletes. So I'm not even sure if it's possible or not. Possibly, I don't really know. Um, could 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 already be happening, for all I know, that they're. I mean, because there's more sports than just softball and basketball um, for the for the ladies and for the men for that matter I don't really know um I would have said and this this will be like, give away my age uh, 
I'd have said by watching it that it was a, a lady and not okay. a, but, right, uh, well. but again, that is not also, not always an indicator, but I would have said it was a, uh, born a lady, identified as, as a lady, and was a lady. Okay. But so it was a woman. Okay. I would I would have said. Um, uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, it was interesting to watch. I have to admit, um, I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I did. But I kind of got caught up in the whole strikeout thing, and the fact that nobody that they couldn't get a run, because I don't know how common that is in high school ladies softball. But I have to think a one nothing eighteen inning victory doesn't happen every day. Well, Nolan Ryan would have been impressed. Dave Roberts probably not. <laughs> well, I'll just have this bit of advice for Paige: don't sign with the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do, don't sign and find a college that won't yank you out if you get a perfect game going. If you, because <laughs> I would imagine. Well, that's a that's a thing, right? College ladies yeah. softball in colleges. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I guess that's a big thing. I mean, they even have a. Oh yeah. They even have, they a, have their World, World series. series, right? So it's interesting to watch. It's fun to watch. Well, I tell you, I've I have watched a few NCAA games. They're not hard to watch. Like I mean, there's lots going on. The game moves at a much faster pace than than Major League Baseball does. So, but but full marks. I mean, I don't know a lot about uh, West Virginia geography. But uh, wherever the hell Shady Springs is at, and whoever lives there, Independence. Uh, that's I believe that's in the Raleigh County or Beckley area. I mean, I have to say, I mean, one nothing. I mean, well done on on both teams, at least defensively and from a pitching standpoint. Probably got a few hitting coaches that might be a little nervous. Um, somebody might be getting ready to pull the plug on them. <laughs> <laughs> might be a replace I, mean, I i i should i wonder if i could find there must be a place to find like the box score yeah there i uh charleston gazette uh, might I, have I, it, I, i'm uh, curious as to what the uh like how many i said i watched it but i watched it at uh double speed and then the way they filmed it they just had one hard camera so the only time you know you could only see pitcher catcher batter and then if if there was a hit, then they would they would cut, and then I think they had another camera, and then they had to bring that footage. You know, then they had to replay that footage of the other part of the diamond, so they didn't have something where they could move over the entire field. Which I'm not really sure why. Maybe that's a lack of cameras, possibly, or cost. I don't I don't know. Maybe the fields aren't really built for that, possibly too nowhere to put them in the outfield because there's no wherever this place was and i'm gonna guess it was shady springs at, i guess it was at independence so that is an actual town uh or an or an area yeah i believe it's more of a area okay well where, wherever it was wherever the ball diamond was at there was no bleachers in the outfield not that i expect that for high school girls softball but you could clearly see that in the next lot over, it was some type of a lumber. There was like trees, like on uh, forestry of some sort, because there was all kinds of piles of trees in the in the gravel lot that you could see on the wide view. So, which I didn't know you guys did much of that uh, in that neck of the woods. 
Good old West Virginia. West by God. Well, that's what I hear a lot of them say. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm 100% on board with that statement. But, <laughs> but I've never been, so I, that's, I, I reserve judgment yeah. on West Virginia. When you come to the first rest area or gas station in West Virginia, you'll see them promoting pepperoni rolls and Mountain Dew, and then you'll know you're in West Virginia. I saw a photo on somebody who will remain nameless uh, on the, one of their social medias, and it was a, I, I won't say the name of the place either because that would give it away possibly, um, where there was guns for sale, beer for sale, and donuts all, all in the same shot. And I thought, my God, yeah, I thought maybe, you know, maybe they're right, because that's, that's maybe not heaven, but it's damn close. <laughs> well, there you go. You got your answer. Well, or hell. Maybe, you know, maybe, it's, the, maybe it's the total opposite. I'm not sure. I guess that depends on how you feel about guns, donuts, and beer. Yeah. Surprise there wasn't charcoal in the picture, too. Well, there might have been, just maybe didn't make it in the frame. Yeah. Should be yeah. some grill in there somewhere, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, I would think, you know, without grilling, I mean, is there really a reason for living? Did you see an outhouse or anything in the picture? No, 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 it was indoors. Oh. I mean, well, <laughs> what, you got, West Virginia has outhouses inside of buildings? Well, I mean, I didn't, like, I didn't know if you were on the outside looking in or... No, some I, I I assume it was somebody who was standing in line to buy some of these goodness, took a you know, shot with their phone. I, I assume, I don't know. I could ask because I know the people. Oh, so maybe I maybe I'll find that out. Pass that information along to the tens of thousands of hungry ears that thirst for the sound of my voice. You like that? Oh yeah, that's pretty solid, eh? So what else? Got any? Got anything else, or should we just wrap this baby up for this week? Uh, well, you know, there's not really a lot going on. Uh, you know, we got uh, drafts coming. Up. Drafts coming up. Drafts, in two weeks drafts coming night. up in two weeks. So next week we'll hit the draft a little, little with a little bit. Don't. NASCAR is hitting Thunder Valley this week at Bristol. Uh, they put they're putting uh, dirt on the track again this year for this particular race, and so it's going to be run right on Easter in, at nighttime. Crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. So, um, if we have a draft thing, uh, who's going to do Nate's job? Oh, gosh. That sounds like a good job for you. No, because I can't do... Uh, uh, well, I think they're going to draft uh, Billy Smith. Uh, he's a six foot seven and three quarters. Weighs 277 and a, uh, three-eighths of a pound. Like, I don't... I mean, he... But boy, he would, and he knew their numbers, and he he pulled yeah. out some stuff for the draft. It was knew their, knew their girlfriend's name, and, yeah. her. and he uh, just a little added something to Jeff and Tim. Uh, he he really likes Chihuahuas. We know that about him. He's a big fan of the Taco Bell drive-through. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, we. I don't think we have to go all the way. We can talk about team needs and things like that. I, there would be no yeah. point because I would be grasping at straws. I don't even know who the if there's a consensus first pick. 
Yeah, I think the the defensive end. That guy from Michigan is the is the yeah, guy. Yeah, and it would been probably. I'm sure he would have liked it a lot better if uh, Detroit would be able to take him <laughs> where he could stay in Michigan. You know? Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Well, there's Jacksonville. So. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, okay, that's well, you know, that's like, do you want to die by the sword or the nut or the gun? You know, not sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know that. Yeah. That's... Take your poison, I guess. Right? Well, okay, let's look at it this way: if they're both bad, is I mean, and I don't know the answer to parts of this. Is does is one team got better ownership than the other? Uh, one one would argue that neither team has very good ownership because they're so bad, but I mean Jacksonville's is a complete and total shit show. From what I know, I mean coaches coming and going, and the guy who owns it is more, or the guy whose dad who owns it, his son is more interested in wrestling than football. Uh, I don't even know. Do the Fords still own? Ah, uh, yeah, the I think lines? one of the daughters or. Okay, well, all right, so I'm going to give the slight edge to Detroit on that part. Now, the weather is a whole nother story. I mean, I think Jacksonville a lot nicer than Detroit, Michigan. And I'd also say, like, just the area probably, like Detroit, not got the greatest reputation for as far as cities go, although I don't know about Jacksonville either necessarily. I don't really know. Is that a is that a place where uh, players uh, go to die? Or uh, Jacksonville's not a bad city. It's just uh, you know I don't. It seemed like to me whenever I drove through there, just there wasn't not a lot going. I mean, there's just a lot of construction at the time and a lot of. So yeah, I uh, I mean like I'm I'm just going like okay, Detroit doesn't have a very good reputation, and there's parts of that city where you probably don't want to go. But then again, if you're a multi-million-dollar football player, you aren't you aren't going to those places anyway. So it's probably not a concern. But um, who's got a better chance of winning? Uh, well, man, that's. I mean, yeah, I mean, I okay. Think... Neither of them have much of a chance of winning much of anything. But is well, there, you start with the quarterbacks, and is you know, one franchise is one franchise slightly better than the other one? You know, Detroit, they didn't have a – I mean, they were in a lot of games last year, and they and they didn't win. I mean, what, they win one or two games? But maybe but, – Detroit was 3-13. and 13. Okay. And Jacksonville was 3-14. and 14. Uh, Okay. Uh, Jacksonville was outscored – Four. Detroit tied one game. I know they. I think they t- tied the Steelers. Yeah, they were three thirteen and one. You're right. So they were. So they were a half a game better. They also uh, their point differential was minus one hundred and forty two. Jacksonville's was minus two hundred and four. So I don't know what that tells you necessarily either, but. I mean, Jacksonville's got a brand, uh, again, has a new coach, as what is Urban was sent packing. Um, who Who's the quarterback for Detroit? Uh, Goff, right? Oh, God, yeah. Okay, is he better than Trevor Lawrence? Uh, 
at this point, probably. Yeah, yeah. At this point, probably, but it probably won't be if. Although we don't really know what we got in Trevor Lawrence yet, because the team's so bad that. Oh, that's okay. That's the last thing that we're going to talk about. I totally forgot, and and in tribute to Nathan, of course, because he would love this story. Of the Oakland Raiders lost their minds. California, or the Los Angeles Raiders. So, ah, if you, say you, you two, and then me, that's something we've always differed on when it came. Or if you're referring to Derek Carr, uh, I'm not. I, I I'm not. Upset. I'm not upset that they signed him. I'm just saying the amount of money it seems well, the, crazy. What was it? Three years, maybe. Three years, uh, 121. I kind of think. I mean, I think we got to give him the benefit of the doubt that I made the playoffs last year with. They were kind of down and out there early on with, with Gruden, and didn't really he didn't really have a, guy, a lot of guys to throw to. But I kind of think with Adams, I think uh, things might work out. But you know, everybody's got their own opinion. But that the money, yeah. I mean, but what did Rogers get uh, not too long ago? And I know that. Oh yeah, 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 he, oh, yeah he's but, getting, he's getting crazy money too, and, and more than that. So yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you got to think though. Here's, an, here's another precedent though. What well, Derek Carr is getting that? Well, he's mid-tier uh, quarterback uh, in some people's eyes. <laughs> well, I want to. I won't get money. Well, if you're if you're if you're Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert, who who's con- I mean, Joe Burrow's got one year left on his, I believe, and so does Herbert. I think you got to be licking your lips, going, okay, if if he can get that kind of money. Jesus, what are they going to have to pay me? Yeah. I mean, I will say, in Derek Carr's defense, extremely, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, has started every game. I think he's missed two starts in his career. Yeah, he got broke his leg there at the end of one year. He's, the well, he's played... Uh, uh, it says here games played, games started are 127. So if he starts, he's there. And they're all in the 16, 16, 15, 15, 16, 16, 16, 17. So at best, he's missed one one game. Two, two years, he's missed one game, right, when they only played 16? Right. Okay. My problem is, is what do you think his record is in those eight seasons? I'm sure it's below 500. It is. Uh, and in fact, he's only had uh, two winning seasons in those eight years. And I'm going to say that that 2016 year must have been a bit of an anomaly that they were 12-3 and three when he played. Yeah. They were 10-7 and seven last year, so that's not horrible. He's 57-70 and 70 for his career as a starter. Yeah, you know that's not like I said, it's not great, but uh, you could argue that they didn't have much of a team either. I mean, he they're still going. I mean, they're still recovering from the when they first first moved. Uh, some of that nonsense yeah. they pulled with uh, you know Khalil Mack and guys like that, where they uh, Amari Cooper and all that stuff, where they were trading. Trade. Yeah, they were trading away a lot of their best players, and I called them the LA Raiders, which of course they're not. It's Las Vegas. Duh, Tim. Get in the game. Put on your helmet, Tim. Because you've been not wearing it, apparently. 
<laughs> I, I thought I just thought it was. Uh, yeah, I can't get it out of my head. I, I I'm going to put forward that maybe they should uh, the Lakers should just sign Dave Roberts. He can coach the Lakers too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a smooth. No, I mean we'll ask LeBron first, of course. But well, he LeBron will like that. He'll he'll pull him, give him rest. Well, and he probably can snowball him because when was Dave Roberts know about? Pull him out of the fourth quarter so he don't have to shoot foul shots. <laughs> now LeBron, go get Bronny. Get him dressed because you're going in. Okay, Dave. No, you're not for you're not for Brownie getting the play. Uh, is he a senior this year? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. I mean, there's talk. Uh, I read. I think it was yesterday. I read that there is some talk of uh, that LeBron might want might not want to stay in L.A. now. Because he really has his eyes, he really, really wants to play with uh, Steph Curry in Golden State. I don't think Steph's all about that. I don't think he is either. And I think LeBron, while LeBron is still a very good player, the amount of money, well, I guess you wouldn't be paying him. Well, you'd be paying him, but he's on a contract for one more year. What, what do you, I mean, what would you have to give up to get him? I mean, the Lakers ain't going to let him leave for nothing. I mean, yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't know. I I think th- and this would this would be an unpopular thing to say. I think, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think the NBA will be a. I think it's time for him to. When he's gone, I think that's going to be an NBA renaissance. Yeah, I mean, to some I degree. Jordan, I guess, in a way it was whenever like they had a different Well, he has too much I mean, again, not taking anything away from him as a player but he has way too much I mean, ESPN worships at the altar it doesn't matter what's happening and even if he isn't playing it's still LeBron did this, LeBron said that yeah, like this morning, they were the talk whether they're going to do to regroup instead of like the actual playoff. Right, and, and I think it'd be it'll be good for the league for him to be gone in a way, because they're yeah. going to have to start shining the spotlight in some other places. And there's there, and then there is some really young and upcoming guys who don't get a whole lot of airtime, if any, because if he's around. Yeah, well, Durant's a much better player than. Well, there's a, uh, there's a few guys playing for Phoenix that. Devin Booker's time, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's there's some players out there that don't get a lot of love because they're always filling up the airways with LeBron talk. And again, not taking anything away from him as a player, he's a great player, one of the one of the greatest to ever play the game. It's too bad his personality don't go along with it because I find him to be insufferable, and sometimes even on the court he's. He really, you know, like that whole, I gave it everything I had and left every every drop out on the court. <laughs> yeah, I've been yeah. the case the last. Yeah, maybe years. maybe at one time that was true, but it hasn't been true the last while for for sure. So, but again, you know, I guess uh, I won't miss him when he's gone because I don't like the Lakers or t- 
to be honest, I haven't liked any team he's ever played for except when he first came into the league. And then it was kind of like, well, I'd like to see him stick it to some of these older guys. And then he became one of them. And once they had, well, once he had the great decision nonsense, that's when I stopped being a fan of his. Yeah, regardless if he would have stayed or went, the fact that they had to go to those measures, you know, that was a thumbs down. Well, and I, I also don't like the super team either. Yeah, yeah, he's. I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. And he was kind of the guy that got that all going, really, and did it more than once too. Buddy he, system, too much of a buddy system in the league. Yeah, right I, I, I mean, I think that goes for all sports. They're all kind of like what we used to say back in the day, asshole buddies. That they, you know, they want to hang out after games and stuff. And I, I don't like that at all. I think you should, as long as the season is on, you, they don't wear the same uniform as you. But now he's wanting to go, like you said, he's wanting to go to Golden State. And another, well, I can't get a championship or I won't get a championship in Golden State. So. Yeah, see, uh, I think he'd be, I think he'd be better served to, uh, if he does go somewhere, that he goes somewhere, you know, he pulls a, he does a Wayne Gretzky, where they go, well, okay, we want to trade you. Well, trade me somewhere where, you know, where the game is not huge. Big question is next week: Are you going to have a NHL playoff preview? <laughs> ah, we got a little bit of but yeah, that was I was kind of being throwing some sarcasm. <laughs> but uh, I will say this: uh, the hockey playoffs, I think, are the best. Where I can make it huge, there, you know, like if if LeBron let himself be traded to the Sacramento Kings, okay, that that's okay, that is a statement. He makes them good. All right, that's that's something. When it comes to pros, but going to another team that's already established, so he can be the super superhero. I don't know. I don't. I don't uh, care for that much. I agree. But oh, well. The bigger <laughs> question would be: Does anybody care? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, we do know that the vast majority of people who listen to this podcast are not. They are Americans and not from that part of America that likes hockey. So. Oh, are you being a smartass? No, not you. Uh, come on now. What say you? What? Okay. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't think you can. To be honest, uh, I don't think you can beat hockey player.
Well, we get we off comparing them to any other sport. Yeah, sixty four is close, but uh, like I mean, round. Yeah, round one of the NBA NBA playoffs doesn't hold a candle to round one of the NHL playoffs. Not even close. Now, now finals, okay, that we can we can debate that. But uh, what's that, Nathan? Here's the thing, Tim. Jeff is a dumbass. <laughs> I I gave you Delgado earlier, and well, thank you for that, and thank you for that from beyond the veil of uh, the living. Nathan has come come through yet again. Jeff, he's a dumbass. And on that note, I think that that yeah. pretty much wraps it up for this week. I don't really have a lot. I could keep talking, yeah, but nobody would care. Questions. So, well, if they had the sports jeopardy. And uh, I mean, I know that uh, the, the uh, trivia world is always well, calling be, you, uh, Dan Patrick you know, for you know jeopardy question well you know i understand that somebody on jeopardy keeps winning so they might be calling you to maybe to go and drag and uh, defeat that person and then quit cuz isn't that what they use you for to bump off off uh, multiple winners i can't believe that that isn't a thing It should, yeah, but it should be on like you know why doesn't ESPN have a you know, sports Jeopardy and have it exactly the same style as Jeopardy but just sports? Yeah, I mean, people would watch it. Yeah, they have stumped the Schwab and all that. Yeah, stuff. and that isn't on anymore. That hasn't been on for quite a, quite a while. I used to watch that occasionally. That was pretty hard though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was up. I've beat him a couple times, but yeah, he that was, was good. that was ramped up quite a bit. That one you really. I could do good in categories, and then there'd be other categories where it's just like I can't believe anybody knows this. Speaking of which, we we got to do that too. We we should set a we have to do some uh, uh, some networking, and we we should uh, we should uh, uh, try to schedule the first ever uh, Nathan Bush Memorial Trivia Bowl. <laughs> Call back that uh, that that pretender to the throne, Chris Kidd. Yeah, we can get him on there. I'm sure he'll want to talk some UNC Duke and have a Bengals preview. He had a near miss this we, year. So. I do have a line on a um, uh, guy from Philadelphia named Vin the Insider who was one of the guys who he broke uh, several big NBA stories. And I happen to know somebody else who knows that person. And uh, we've been we're on the list. He'll get to us when he gets through everybody else because he's got people ahead of us. So we will get a guest who actually knows what he's talking about about basketball. How about that? Nathan, Nathan used to handle all that stuff, and he I did. He did a good job getting all. Yeah, that and I don't job. know. I I mean, I would love to get some of them on, but I don't know any of them. I don't have any repertoire with them, so that's a work in progress. But. Uh, um. Yeah, so I guess we'll just leave it at that. I mean, well, uh, I'll throw out there that uh, Giants fans, it'll get better. <laughs> might take a while. Can't get any worse. Might take a while, but it will get better. Um, can't get any worse. Duke fans, it's going to get worse. <laughs> I don't know. They got five uh, all uh, uh, all Americans, don't they? Uh, 
out of high out of high school. Yeah, they probably do, but I just think I think basketball in Duke is going to be weird next year. Yeah, I mean, not seeing K there is going to be odd, but uh, I'm okay with that if it makes them lose. It's all good. I mean, they got to get bad eventually. You can't stay good for every 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 uh, program has down years, and it's been a long time since they had one. I mean, when was the last time Duke wasn't relevant in college basketball? Thirty uh, years. Probably, probably when he took off that. Yeah, one year I was going to say uh, probably as long as he's been around before they've been actually bad. But other than that, but yeah, all right. Let's. Uh, well, that wraps up another stunning, scintillating. Mind-bending, thought-provoking, ball-scratching edition of Wide Men Can't Jump. And uh, final words, Jeff? Uh, so long, everyone. Yeah, that's that's why we pay hey, Jeff. Happy Easter. Oh, there we go. But that's why we pay Jeff the big bucks. All right, clear. All right. Well, I'm going to... Yeah, go and, go and do your thing. and uh, I'll, I'll holler at you either tomorrow or the next day. Uh, all right, sounds good, man. All right. Lighter. Lighter. Lighter.